Barış cezalarına baktı. Barış geriye. Osman! 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 Osman Çakmak gol! Gol gol gol! Hi there. And welcome to another edition of the 1% Better Podcast with your host, Rob O'Donoghue. Folks, welcome back to part two of the One documentary or the documentary called One. I really hope you enjoyed the first part. And this is following the Irish amputee football team on their journey just before, during and after the European Championships that took place in Turkey in October 2017. Please go back and listen to part one if you haven't already. I don't think there'd be a huge amount of value in listening to part two before part one. And if you already have listened to part one, you'll know the focus was very much on the team's preparation for the Euros, their hopes for the tournament from some of the players and uh, one of the co-managers, Nick Harrison. Just before the episode started, you heard a clip of audio from a Turkish commentator, and this was actually taken from the night of the actual final in front of 40,000 spectators in the Besiktas Stadium in Turkey. What a racket. And this was what the final was played in front of. It's a huge sport in Turkey. It's live on TV at the, at the weekends. And there's a professional league there. So it just gives you a sense of how big of a deal the Euros were for Turkey. Hopefully that's excited you to hear about this second parter. And during it, I talk with David Saunders and Kevin O'Rourke. I checked back in with the guys during the tournament. After a couple of matches, I talked with David. And then into the knockout phase, I talked with Kevin. And you'll get a really good sense from both of them, again around their focus but also the ups and downs of tournament football that this type of environment can bring. Towards the end of this part, I connect back in with David a few weeks after the tournament ended so that he had some time to reflect on what went well, what could have went better, and just get a real sense of what's next for him and Irish amputee football in general. And finally, just to wrap up, I connected back in with Nick Harrison to get his perspective after Dust has settled on the tournament and again what from his management perspective went well and what could have done better and look forward to the future. So yeah, there it is. That's the intro. I will kick it straight over to David Saunders to give you an insight into the tournament after a couple of games. Enjoy. Dave, thanks for the call. Hard luck in the result today and and yesterday I was keeping an eye on both score lines and they were so tight. Do you want to maybe just talk through the last few days and how things have went? Yeah, look, uh, it's been it's been a funny one really because we've we've been drawn in a very difficult group as I was saying to you before. And um we played Russia yesterday and um you know, we we went out with a very clear kind of game plan and we set up really well with very good shape. We just went out with a, a 2-3-1 and we've been very well drilled and very well organized by our managers of late. Um, that's Nick Harrison and Declan Considine. Mm-hmm. And um, we, I think we, I don't think the Russians were expecting, like we're, we're a third seeded team and they're, they're actually the world champions. Yeah. And I just think they weren't ready for it. And uh, we, like we created a number of chances in the first half, should have scored. It was nil all at halftime. Um, 
and uh, I just think we we totally took them by surprise. But mm. um, what happened then was after halftime, I think they got a bit of a ribbing from their coach, and uh, they just had a bit of an onslaught for five minutes where they really upped the intensity and the pace, mm. and uh, they nicked a goal in the first five minutes of the second half, and then. Um, because we're conscious of the goal difference is going to be a factor in terms of qualification for the quarterfinals. Um, we didn't want to go chasing it too much. Right. But we, in saying that, we did push on and we created chances again. And um, they caught us then in the with about a minute or two to go for a second goal. Like we, we were attacking. Mm. They soaked it up and they countered and they scored, as I say, I think a minute and a half, two minutes left. Right. Uh, to, so I finished 2-0. Okay. But like... While we're not celebrating a loss, it was a very respectable score against world champions. And um, it's actually made people around camp here kind of sit up and take notice of us, which is fantastic. Mm. Uh, and there's been a lot of positive uh, talk about us and people are surprised, I suppose, by what we've achieved. Just in that, was, like, <clears throat> did you come out of it unscathed from an injury perspective? Was there anything negative outside of the result coming out other than just a positive um, physical performance? No, not really. In fairness, people, people, people came out injury, injury free. Um, we're staying here, like the facilities are unbelievable here. We're staying in the Turkish Football Association's kind of complex. Okay. It's where their national team train and it's kind of like a center of excellence. Right. So like all the, like, it's like basically like a hotel. It's a center with a hotel mm. and then your pitchers are literally outside the door. So like we came off the pitch yesterday. We were able to go straight in, have our ice baths. Um, kind of do a dip in the pool, mm. uh, get, 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 like, we'll say our protein shake, whatever into your recovery and get food. So like, it's, it's very, everything is laid on for you. There's no excuse in terms of professionalism or, yeah. or preparation. Um, so no, look, we came out a bit unscathed. Um, usually like, because the nature of our sport is quite physical, we, most of us would retreat, would receive some sort of treatment after then. It's just like maybe just rubbed on on your back, your shoulders, whatever. Mm. So most of us had that last night, and then we faced England then today. And, and just how did England do in the in the opener yesterday then as well? Like just England, England played Greece yesterday, mm. who we're playing tomorrow, and they they hammered them. I think they won eight nil. Okay. So Greece are um, very new to the scene, mm. and it takes, as I think I've said to you before, it takes an awful long time to get to grips with the game and to fully understand it and yeah. to get any way competent at it. Mm -hmm. So um, they're struggling. It's hard on them, but we've been there before. And yeah. it's just a matter of kind of sticking at it. Do you mm -hmm. know, and it, it does come eventually, do you know, but it's hard. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so then on to England today. I know you played them, as we talked about in, in the kind of build-up, you played them a few months ago. I think it was, was it 2 or 3 nil in that game? 3 nil, yeah. So again... Yeah, we we took huge confidence from yesterday. Um, uh, like we were we were disappointed, which I think speaks volumes. We were disappointed at a two 0 loss against world champions, and mm. that just shows how far we've come. Um, but so again, like management, they're so professional. And everything is just really well organised. We just had a meeting meeting this morning. Um, again, about our shape, we looked at some of the set pieces that England have. We looked at kind of their weaknesses and where we felt we could hurt them. And uh, we went into the game against them then today. So obviously there isn't much time there recovery-wise. We played mm. yesterday, again today. And um, again, did so well. Like, did immensely well. Started off very well. Um, they made a substitution. Then a young guy came on. He plays with uh, the Man City MPT team. And he was actually with the Man City uh, kind of junior academy before he lost his leg. He's right. an excellent player. He's very okay. pacey. And he just kind of made a, made a break down the wing. 
and he just managed to get a ball across with a minute to go in the first half. Like mm. they scored right before half time, which is a terrible time to a concede. Bad time to concede. Yeah. Mm. So they scored, and again, just half time. It was half time. Then uh, we got our instructions. You know, we still felt we were in it, which we were, and uh, we pushed hard again the second half, and we had a huge chance with like a minute or so to go. Mm. Um, one of our our main striker, James Boyle, was the captain now as well. Yeah. He. Uh, uh, he's a fantastic player, but he just oh, very unlucky. He just just skimmed wide. Uh, would I say a minute or two to go? Right. Um, but like again, we're not ones to celebrate losses, but we we can take an awful lot from the performance. Like hmm. we lost one 0 to England. They, they'd be a side that two or three years ago would have been hockeying us, like you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, beating us five, six, seven nil in the past. Um, and even the respect that they showed us today, hmm. they sat quite deep. They set up quite defensively because they they saw our game against Russia yesterday. Right. Um, and they had a plan for us, but again, look, we were we're we're still in the shakeup. Um, we've only three goals against in terms of goal difference, mm. and while we're probably while we're not going to go through now as the top two in our group, there is uh, two positions up for grabs for the two best third teams, yeah. third place teams in the groups. Right. So quarter final spot is looking very likely. Okay. Um, it's kind of we keep an eye on results tomorrow and we play Greece tomorrow mm. uh, and we have to try and score as much as we can against them essentially right uh, but as I alluded to earlier they're they're you know they're newcomers so that could be a possibility in terms mm. of what we can score um so everything is on everything is on course right um we're taking great great uh, joy from the results or sorry from great positives from the mm. performances and um we're looking, hopefully, we can still secure a quarter-final spot, which is great. Excellent. And um, I was keeping an eye on some of the other scores in the other groups. Like, some of them were probably high scores and maybe going yeah. in your favour from that perspective in that you get a, a, yeah. a positive goal difference out of the game tomorrow. Are you yeah. then nearly definitely to get through? Yeah. I'd say, like, we don't want to kind of, we don't want to kind of counter chickens, but mm. it's looking very likely based on the fact that we've only conceded three and scores elsewhere, then there have been huge deficits. Like yesterday, there, a lot of people were saying that our game against Russia was the game of the tournament so far okay. because the other games, if you think about it, it's it's the first-seeded teams playing the third-seeded teams mm. in the first day. Right. So we actually we were quite close, whereas today the results are a bit closer because it's the the, the, the seeding's a bit closer. Yeah, two mm. and three, exactly. Okay. So, um, yeah, so look, it's we're still on course. We're still... Our, our aim really was a quarter-final spot and then we really think then we'll put it up to any team really if we can get to that because we've proven that the work we've been doing over the past few months is actually coming to fruition so mm. we're kind of peaking at the right time and as I said like it's it's great to hear there's an awful lot of people talking about us around the camp mm. in a very positive way around the tournament like we just had a coach from Belgium there just saying how surprised pleasantly they are right. surprised they are in Ireland and we're one of the surprises of the tournament so far despite having two losses but I think when you look at the teams we've lost and the manner in which we've lost um, it just it's still you know it's still progress so yeah all good so far Rob sounds all positive uh, like the, the conditions yeah. there obviously from a like a world class perspective what about the, the weather conditions have they any impact on, on the, the stamina levels or anything like that at the moment uh, not particularly we when we arrived um so me, uh, me even confused as to what day we arrived now. So today is what Wednesday, is it? it you is, get you yeah. you don't. It, it's hard to know what day it is. When we arrived anyway, it it had been raining, but it's been dry. Okay. It's been dry now since we've been here. And today was actually quite warm. 
but our game was on at half four local time. Okay. So it was still quite warm, but not not warm enough that it would really impact you. Like mm. like we played in Mexico in 2014, and it was like 30 degrees or something in one of our games. That really takes yeah, it out of yeah, you. But yeah. what I think as well, like we're using our bench now quite well. We've a bigger squad, mm. so we're rotating players to give guys a rest and stuff, okay. um, which is great. That that's also helps. Yeah. No, isn't it? It's it's great to still be in with a shout, right? To get to the third game and oh, know you can win, like some to get through. We're ex- we're exactly where we want to be. To be honest with you, like yeah. we're still in with a massive shout. I mean, we were being realistic, as in we were going to win the games the last two days. But we knew in reality that it was maybe more of a sense of being able to manage them appropriately and to keep the goals. Yeah. as low as we could and like I mean two against Russia and one today against England mm. like Russia are world champions and England would be a top maybe three or four team in the world as well mm. so like we're actually doing very well mm. uh, very positive vibe in camp as well which is great uh, the lads are all in great form cool. so um, you know we're on track and uh, we're hoping out tomorrow against Greece that we can get a few goals which will I suppose um, improve our situation as well in terms of qualification possibilities um, so no, listen, we're we're delighted. Uh, we're tired. I'm wrecked now this evening. Yeah, it's been you know the kind of build up to traveling over. Sure. Then we got together in Dublin on the Friday. We kind of trained Saturday. It's been constant. So uh, after tomorrow, now our game is on at twelve o'clock local time. Okay. So we'll have the rest of the day to recover, and we're off then the following day. Okay. And then the draw will be made tomorrow night. If okay. we're successful, the draw will be made tomorrow night for the quarter final game. So, so I can update you on that yeah, when I have it. That'll be cool. So that's a, it's an open draw. It's kind of a no, like it'll kind of go. It'll go according to the seedings again. Okay. Uh, I'm not a hundred. I'm not a hundred percent sure how they're going to do it, but it's not quite an open draw. They'll right. kind of go with the seedings again. Um, so you probably avoid England and Russia in the quarters. Yeah, I think. I think it's looking like we could be playing Turkey, who are probably the favourites for the tournament, mm-hmm. or else Poland. If we get a bit luckier, um, Poland. If we played Poland, look, we'd be. We feel we'd have a chance in both games, but hmm. I think we'd have a good chance, a fighting chance against Poland, okay. um, if we could, if we could be lucky enough to get them. Cool. But look, that's kind of it's pie in the sky a little exactly. bit at the moment until we see how tomorrow goes, yeah. and um, we see some of the other results as well. Perfect. Well, look, I'm conscious it's late there, and well, uh, you're grand. You, you're need, grand. you need to get a bit of a rest in because there's an early kickoff tomorrow. The trials and tribs of uh, you know tournament football, I guess. I but, know. Uh, I know. It's, it's great. It's great though. It's it's a lovely position to be in. And we were only saying earlier on at dinner, like it's just it's incredible. You kind of feel like you're a professional athlete. Like yeah. everything's laid on for you. We don't have to think about our meals or recoveries. Kind of sorted it's just geez if i could do this if i could do this all day every every day i'd be happy i know but I know. um and, no and earn, it's earn about 100 grand a week like the, yeah. the, the lads that do how could they ever get a get sick of that no it's it's great delighted to I see know. you're I still know, it's great you're still in the hunt thanks, you're enjoying Bob. it uh thanks for taking a few minutes out i look forward Not to catching all. up you know again hopefully fingers crossed for tomorrow um as you said yourself yeah, just focus on that See what happens yeah, that's there. what we're doing. We're just taking it one step, and that's been our approach all along, and it's serving us well. So, look, we'll continue with that, and we'll see where it gets us to. Perfect. Sounds but, good, um, David. We'll get get that's a, great. Rob. Yeah, get a good rest for us to look to tomorrow to to you and the guys, right. and shall we catch up hopefully with a positive uh, result after tomorrow? Brilliant. Thanks very much, Rob. Good man. Thank you. Thanks, Dave. Hey Kevin, how are you doing? Uh, thanks for taking the time out to uh, have a a chat about the the journey so far. No problem at all. Sounds like there's some activity going on in the background there. There is, yeah. <laughs> trying to find a spot now where there's... <laughs> there's celebrations in some way going on, is there? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, Kevin, I, I caught up with Dave during the week. It was just after the second group match, which uh, was the England game, where you nearly, nearly were defeated. He was uh, a bit disappointed, but at the same time optimistic because you were going into the to the uh, the next game was uh, with Greece, was it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So maybe Last talk. Group game against yeah, Greece. talk me through that one. I know you had a great result there, and maybe just talk me through the the last few days. Um, what well, good results against Greece? Beat them four nil. Um, took us a while to get into. Well, we we scored early on, but I think um, we uh, we had a lot a lot more possession in that game than than the games against Russia and England, mm. which were very very much a sort of defensive um, performances, you know. Yeah. Um, but we got going against Greece. We were three up at half time, and and got another goal then late on so we were we had to kind of push a little bit for goal difference because we weren't sure yeah um how the other groups were going Hmm. germany germany were still in with a shout of a a third place right and the um the top two thirds were going through to the semi-final so two of the three or or through to the quarterfinals yeah yeah so how close did it come down to on, on goal difference in the end then well in the in the end uh, Germany didn't get the win they only drew with Georgia oh, okay. so um, that meant that we went we went straight through right so that and um, the performance that day I know the, the Greek team had been pretty new to it Dave was saying so they were getting yeah getting uh, yeah. lessons in some of the games it sounds like you guys gave them a bit of a lesson as well uh, good performance did, good team yeah. performance overall Good, good team performance. Um, a couple of the guys who maybe were coming off the bench um, in the previous games uh, started. Right. So we 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 used the squad a bit more. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it was good good performance and uh, good to get a few goals. You know. Yeah. Did you did you get one? I got one myself. Oh, yeah. very good. I got the I got the third. Oh, good man, good man. Um, so that was out of the group morale was high because I know you were getting confidence out of the first two games even though there were defeats you were you know holding more than holding your own so going into the to the quarter final there was positive optimism I guess yeah well um, you know it was good to get a good performance it, the two the first two performances were good but it was great to get a win mm. um, and then obviously when the Germany result came in, we knew we were through, and I suppose there was a lot of relief as well. I mean, we'd we'd come here expecting to to get out of the group, and mm. you know, we knew we had a tough group, but we did feel that we could qualify as one of the the better third place teams. Right. You know, so yeah. Um, yeah, the relief I think was what we felt on. Okay. I, I don't even remember what day that was now. <laughs> it was probably Saturday or something, I think. Yeah. Because uh, I yeah. think um, the, it was an open draw then for the for the quarterfinal matches, was it? it fact, sort kind of. of yeah. It, it was, yeah, it was... Um, seeded. It was it was seeded, exactly, yeah. yeah. So there was first... The two two of the first played two thirds. Right. Um, the other first played a second, and then the remaining two seconds played each other. Okay. So we got drawn against Poland. Yeah, and where where are they like in the in the kind of world ranking scheme of things? Pol- the Polish Poland team? Poland are fourth in the world. Okay, 
So it was always going to be tough. It was always going to be tough, yeah. Um, we've we've played Poland quite a few times now. I am um, over the last number of years. I think I think Poland were established around the same time as the the Irish setup. Right. Um, so we've been at a number of tournaments um, over there, and we've had them in Ireland as well. And so we we've, we've we've played them a lot. Um, and we feel we feel at times that we're we're getting close to them, you know. But uh, that that unfortunately didn't show at, yeah. the, at the quarterfinal, you know. So like yesterday, the, the mentality going into it, you said you were relieved. That obviously would have to be kind of quickly overcome to to try to get into the mindset of taking these guys on and going for. Were you feeling that you were in were a good shout going into the game? Oh. I'm, I I don't know. Um, you know, it's it's hard to it's hard to say now because mm. um, I think I think we we didn't deal with the pressure very well. I think that was the the main thing that that caught us out yesterday. Right. Um, we had we had a day off in between. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think maybe we, we possibly relaxed a little bit too much. Maybe. Right. Um, we got out of the hotel here our base um, there was a tour and we went off uh, on a boat trip to Istanbul with some of the other teams okay um, which again was was a great idea I think at the time we all wanted to kind of clear our heads a little bit we'd been kind of stuck here for four days solid and and felt that it was it was a good idea to get out yeah but but looking back on it you know maybe bit of focus was lost okay. and a bit of momentum, I suppose, that that we had got from that good performance against Greece and and the the games against Russia and England was maybe lost a little bit, I think. Mm. Um I don't know, it's very it's very difficult yeah. to put your finger on on sure. what it was, but because but, yeah. we, we, we start we started we actually started the game well. Okay. Um and we had a great chance early on. Um hit the post, hit the inside of the post and it came out mm. and a couple of minutes later then we, we conceded on a it was a counter attack. Right. We had been we had been attacking with a corner kick actually and they just got a nick on it and, and broke away and scored and you know, that kind of mm. puts the throws the game plan out the window a little bit, you know? Right. And how did you react to that going going down one nil? Did did you kind of go on the offensive then, start leaving some gaps, or did you settle in? We, I think we settled in. We had a bit of possession, and we we had a couple of chances before half time, and it was it was still one nil at half time. Mm. Um, but into the second half, we conceded a second, and at that point, um, I think you know heads dropped. Right, and we we kind of lost our shape, our defensive shape that had worked for so well in the previous games, you know. Mm. So when that was gone, sort of the, the floodgates opened a bit. Right, um, and they're a good side, Poland. I think what they do very well is if you do make a mistake, they'll punish you for it. Okay, um, and I think you know. We got punished a, a bit yesterday. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, look, it's never easy. And uh, I suppose that, you know, a 2-0, a 
you start uh, maybe taking a few more chances as well and yeah, kinda, yeah, go against you. Was there any other factors you think came into it? Has like fatigue or tiredness started to come into to the, the, the play at this stage after four games? Yeah, we're probably carrying a few knocks. Um, one or two. I'd, it was probably a bit of tiredness. I thought, you know, we kind of felt well rested after the day off, but mm. I suppose then when you kick back into it, maybe you feel you start feeling mentally maybe. tired. Yeah, well, mentally as well. Yeah, um, but there's a few tired bodies, but then again, that's the same for all teams. I think you know. Sure. When it's a, when it's a long tournament like that. Yeah, so the mood after that probably wasn't the best after getting through. No, it was bad now yesterday. It was very disappointing. Um, but we stuck together. I think we were, you know, we have a great group here. Mm. And the lads all kind of, you know, gathered around. And we uh, we were together most of the day. There's, there was other, we went to watch the other quarterfinals um, and stuck together, you know. So while mm. there was a huge amount of disappointment, I think we still kind of stayed fairly fairly strong you know sure and I think Dave was texting me yesterday saying that you know you were going to maybe do a kind of a review and lessons learned of it last night as you prepared for for today how, how did that go anything else <laughs> it was come painful up <laughs> it was painful um yeah I know that we we watched the video of the game and the coaches mm. took us through it and um mistakes were pointed out um but I suppose at the end of the meeting, there was a, a line drawn under that game and it was finished and was gone. Yeah. And it was, you know, clean slate, start over and, you know, try to finish now as, as high up as, as we possibly can. Yeah. Very good. So then that was that was just yesterday. So today was the, yeah. the, 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 the next, effectively the next round to kind of whittle down to the next... Um, to try and narrow yeah. down where you can finish. Who did you get drawn against today? We were due to play Russia. Okay. So this is in relation to the, the controversy I think Dave mentioned, is it? Yeah. So um, Russia played Turkey last night. Mm. Um, and the game essentially had to be stopped. Right. Um, a couple of decisions went against the Russians and they didn't react very well. Okay. So, um, as a result of that, then the Russians are not here anymore. Right. Um, I'm not exactly sure now what the official line on it is, okay. but um, they've they've essentially been disqualified, I suppose, and yeah. I think they were they were going to pull out themselves anyway. Right. Um, so that meant that we we'd no game today. Okay. So give you another day um, to maybe relax and uh, get yeah. ready. But uh, that that in its own way is probably a good thing, as you said earlier. It could, you know, hopefully work in, in your in your uh, favor. Yeah, well, hopefully. Anyway, we mm. we we play we play now tomorrow against Italy. Right. Italy beat, uh, beat France today, um, and we play Italy for fifth and sixth place. Right. Very good. And I was just thinking uh, before we came on of our initial chat, uh, which was back in, yeah. I guess, two or so, a bit over two weeks ago, maybe now, a couple of weeks anyway, um, where we chatted and I talked to you about uh, up your, your, I suppose, objective for the, for, the, for the tournament. And I recall you yeah. saying top six was what you were really aiming for. So yeah. 
in you know certainly that's been achieved yeah um obviously the way to, just the way things have worked out anyway mm. we've 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 managed to to get to a fifth sixth playoff um i really feel now we'd we'd like to finish on a high yeah um and i do feel that you know we have enough to beat italy right um it's obviously down to whether we perform on the day but I think the lads, uh, particularly after that defeat to Poland, are. I think they'll be well up for it, you know. Yeah. Um, and you know, so far we've only we've beaten Greece over here. That's all all yeah. we've managed to do. So, you yeah. know, we've put in good performances, but we we definitely like to finish on a high. And I think, I think we have enough just to that'll that'll push us over the line. Great. No, it sounds like from what you're saying, just I can detect uh, a determination there for for that, and yeah, it's yeah. always good to finish on a on a high. And you know, regardless of the the Russian in, incident or whatever, yeah. you know, at least if you can go out and beat Italy uh, and finish fifth, there'll certainly be a, a really good sense of achievement. I would hope coming out of that. It would, I think, and you know. It it just kind of consolidates those two performances we had. While, while, although they were defeats to to Russia and England, they were really good performances. And I think performances that we could we could build on. Yeah. Um. And I think you know moving forward, if we can get over the line now tomorrow, um, on a positive and on a high, uh, I think you know it'll really kind of push us on and maybe kickstart whatever. The next campaign will be. I think we've 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 come a long way, um, and we've we've kind of been with these new coaches, Nick and and Decky. You know, maybe six months, mm. maybe a little longer. But you can see that you know they're really having a, a massive effect on on what we're doing. Um, for for you know, really positive effect. You know. Yeah. Just bringing it up an extra level of professionalism. I know he's the a licensed, you know, the yeah. badges. And do you find is there one or two things that really stand out that you've noticed that have uh, have brought you forward? I think he's just very organised. He's really organised. We've we've looked at clips of set pieces on on each of the opponents that we've been playing. We'd look at the set pieces the night before, the morning, maybe before a game. Um, and he just really have us have us focused on on the jobs we need to do. Mm. Um, he's given us, you know, sort of options for playing out or for playing from our own set pieces, you know. And um, it's just it's just a higher level, I think, than than, than what we've had before. Right. Um, and it's, whether that's down to the A license or, he, you know. Nick is a was a, a former footballer himself, so sure. he just bringing their experience to the table, I suppose. You know, yeah, um, no, definitely. Uh, it sounds more of a mental view of it as opposed to a physical view in lots of ways. There. Oh yeah, hugely. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a very tactical game, yeah. um, amputee football, and I think we've we've learned that even more so since we've been over here and and you're watching other teams play. Um, it, you know, a lot of the games are very tactical, mm. and you're picking out weaknesses in in your opponents and and using your strengths against them. You know, so yeah. um, I suppose it's a different approach, one that we're maybe not used to. We were 
a lot of the time we were concentrating on what we had and what we can do. Whereas, mm. you know, they've kind of got us to look at who we're playing as well. So it just gives us, you know, a different perspective on it, I suppose. Very good. Excellent. Kevin, look, I'm, I'm conscious of time and uh, it's kind of getting late probably there. It was great to connect yeah. back up with you, get that uh, follow-on story from David at this point to have a good uh, a good track of, of um, your experiences so yeah. far, which is which is great. I'm looking forward to, to putting it all together. Sounds like a great experience and hopefully one that'll end, again, as I said, uh, with a good result tomorrow. So look, go yeah. rest up. Best of luck tomorrow. Hopefully, I'll catch up with you and and David and maybe some of the others when you probably get back. Because I'd imagine tomorrow yeah. night will be uh, hopefully letting the hair down a little bit as well. Hopefully, yeah. Excellent. Nice to nice to finish on a high. All right. Yeah, go for it, and uh, we'll catch up when when you get back. Thanks a million, Kev. Okay. Thanks, Rav. Take care. Good luck. See you. Good night. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. David. Welcome back on to, to the show. Uh, I think there's been a, a week or so since since the tournament, so you probably have had some time to to re regroup and and reflect. Yeah, thanks, thanks very much, Rob. Yeah, we have we've uh, we've been home now a little while, I suppose, and this just gives a chance to um, have a rest, I suppose, first and foremost, and then with that, then comes a little bit of, as you say, just reflection on the whole thing and. Um, maybe a little bit of perspective on things um you know initially i suppose on a personal level we were i felt you know a little bit disappointed like we we obviously we finished sixth overall in the tournament which i actually looked at a newspaper article there um after coming home and it kind of we had targeted a top six finish which we actually achieved mm. so i suppose that has given that is you know led me to be a bit more positive about it but I suppose I was just disappointed initially with the way that we actually while we didn't win our first two games um, just the manner of the performances against uh, Russia and England um, and then obviously the win over Greece um, but unfortunately then at the quarter final stage we just we didn't seem to carry that through but mm. um, you know from talking to the lads and management we feel that there's possibly there were probably a couple of factors at play there Um we feel that maybe the first two games really took their toll on us um, yeah. because we really had to just, their two top teams, England ultimately got to the final um, uh, and Russia and other, you know, coming to that tournament were the top top team in the world. Yeah. And just to kind of stem that flow for the duration of the game and to manage them and, and to play as well as we did might have taken its toll. And equally then we feel that <clears throat> maybe the quarter final um, against Poland Unfortunately, you know, some people, you know, to no fault of their own, they just didn't have a good day. And mm. um, whether it was, as I said, the the first two games taking their toll, first three games, and maybe a little bit of the occasion as well, getting to people because it was certainly would have been our biggest, um, I suppose, our biggest game, you know, to date, just the quarterfinal of European Championships. So, um, but look, I I can certainly reflect on it a little bit more positively now. Um, I think we can take great. Um, great hope from those those games, particularly the England Russia games. I say, and maybe just start building from there, using that now as our starting point for our development into the future. Do you know? Yeah. When I talked to Kevin, I think just before the the fifth sixth place playoff, he um yeah we had chatted when when I talked to him originally, I asked him what he thought would be success for the tournament, and he said yeah top six. So 
we just kind mm-hmm. of look back on that knowing before that Italy game that was guaranteed no matter what happens yeah. in it uh, so I know at the time it wasn't uh, dwelled upon but um, as you said since if uh, if you collectively look back it's progress right oh absolutely absolutely and like another another thing as well I suppose that's important to mention is that the management team that were in place um, for the tournament were only in place for four or five months I suppose in the build up to the tournament Yeah, and they managed to really give us like I suppose they were it was lovely to talk to other teams over there I suppose after as well when everything was done and dusted and they just couldn't believe the amount of progress that we've made and I think that's in a way I think that's why we I think we caught the Russians on the hop now I don't I'm not talking we didn't win the game but Mm. I mean we we held them for an awful long time we created numerous chances and it was 1-0 up until the very end and we we had a very good chance to equalise and ultimately they caught us for a second goal um, because we were pushing for an equaliser if you know what I mean yeah but talking to not not so much the Russians but other teams just were commending us for the amount of progress that we've made um and a lot of that was down to just the new management team, um, Nick, who I know you've spoken to in the past, Nick Harrison yeah. and Declan Considine. Um, and <clears throat> they just seemed to really get the best out of us and kind of organize us um, in a way that we were very hard to break down. Mm-hmm. I think the next phase of our development now might center around maybe our attacking attacking um, side of things. Um, because, <clears throat> you know, while we have a few natural goal scorers, I think just... We've set up very well defensively, but it's just an aspect of our game that we need to work on. Um, but I suppose, to bring it back to my point, I think that if we had that management in place for a little bit longer and there are very positive signs that they will stay on, I think it will uh, bode well for the future, do you know? Mm. No, definitely from talking to Nick, you know, certainly a lot of experience in the yeah. in the game and uh, seemed very passionate in the, the short conversations we had. Mm-hmm. Now that it's the end of the tournament, and I know Simon has hung up his boots, I guess as well. So have others um, decided to to call it a day? And I suppose looking forward, do you have a a good pipeline of new players coming through? Um, yeah, Simon. Simon has stepped away. Um, Simon has stepped away in the past, so we're hoping that he he may or may not reconsider. We're not sure. Um, right. to, to answer your question. Um, we, you know, I think everyone, including myself, everyone takes stock after a tournament. Um, you know, and I have as well. Like I'm 35 years of age, and it's just it's a huge commitment. And you, you know, initially I think on returning home, I was a little bit like, you know, while I thoroughly enjoy it and it's a huge part of my life, you do kind of, you do ask if you're kind of ready to go again for another year to, you yeah. know, to go back to the grind. Um, but even to be honest, in the bit of time that has passed, you're, you know, I'm kind of developing the hunger for it again. Once mm. you have a bit of a rest, sure. Um, and I think, look, I think, every, I think definitely the older guys in the squad would all be the same. Um, I know that from speaking to them that they'd have similar thoughts. But I think we'll have we'll have a full stock again going into the the new season. And we have we've actually we have a couple of guys that have been kind of just um, that have come on board prior to the Euros who you know didn't quite were maybe a little bit too uh, new to the scene to make the panel but who will be involved so there's definitely I'd say three or four other players um, I actually received a phone call yesterday from another guy um, who might be interested so like a tournament like that definitely helps to raise the profile and um, I think the coverage will say through the likes of yourself in social media and elsewhere mm. it just helps to raise the profile and um, 
um, you know, then you get a player or two which usually, you know, which which usually would come along after mm. an event like that. So actually where we're at now, Rob, is we're kind of working backwards in a funny way because we've um we you know we have we've an international side obviously, but we right. don't have a league or we don't have a club system or club setup. Whereas yeah. the likes of England now, for example, you know they would have a club, they would have a league which we we played in in the past. Mm. So what we're actually doing now at the moment is, and this again is true, um, Nick Harrison's efforts and Christy McElligot and Simon Baker and others were kind of taking a step back now, and we're <clears throat> maybe looking at establishing a few club teams around the country. Right. Um, so um, we're actually hoping that Cork City may come on board. Um, we have a meeting organised with them in the coming weeks. Um, so that would be one one side. And obviously, uh, you know, we we don't know for sure there. So, um, but we we have a meeting with those. We're hoping that Cork City might come on board and lend their support, and then maybe uh, a team in Dublin, um, maybe a team around Limerick. We're not sure. Okay. But even if we can start with three teams, we're thinking, and even if it's five aside. Mm. Um, we found in the past that some players find it very hard to make the commitment to the amount of training and the amount of sacrifices for the international setup, where whereas they might be more willing to do it if it was um, take not not quite as serious, if you know what I mean. If it was sure. a league a league basis, they might come and play a little bit more uh, in a little bit more of a relaxed atmosphere. So um, that's actually where we're going to next, um, and then we're hoping that coming out of that that then that the the international management will be able to select the international squad. Hmm. So that's that's been a very positive development. Now nothing has happened yet per se, but it's that's our next step. And I think if we could get that up and running, I think it would open the floodgates a bit more and it would create a bit of a pathway to the international setup. Whereas at the moment, as I said, some people just find it a little bit daunting going straight into international football. Yeah, yeah you know? no. it sounds like a logical, yeah. logical thing to, to, <laughs> yeah. to, to do. And yeah. the FAI are obviously backing it. Yeah, the the FAI are backing it. Um, it's kind of something that we need to do as well, uh, not just from an Irish perspective, but um, in terms of of hopefully eventually getting into the Paralympics, they that would be one of the criteria that um, countries have their own leagues and that it they can see a structure there and that it's well organised. And um, so I think, in fairness to um, Simon and Matthias, so that's Simon Baker from from Ireland and Matthias from Poland. They they're both um set, they're both uh, chairperson and general secretary of the um European Amputee Football Federation. Mm. They've kind of seen really that this is the way to go, and um they're pushing you know they're pushing to develop the sport I suppose appropriately in order for it to gel into the um Paralympic side of things ultimately. You know, excellent. Um, so that's 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 the hope there. Um, so that, that's that's in the pipeline for the coming weeks. No, that sounds sounds good. And just even mentioning the development of it and how big it can get. You you mentioned I think to me on on, uh, on um, WhatsApp that the night of the final that you you attended there was what was there forty thousand added or some yeah, sellout on, on TV. It was absolutely unbelievable. Um, so Turkey obviously got to the final against England and um, I suppose they felt that there was a kind of a hunger there for it um, in terms of an audience. And in Turkey, amputee football is it's hugely popular. It's, it's A lot of their games are televised. 
there's a weekly show like they have a professional league over there mm. and there's a weekly show that kind of shows the highlights a little bit like match of the day here wow. I suppose or in the UK mm. that kind of you know shows the highlights from the games during the week um, so all the Turkish games in the European Championships were televised on national media and um, then the final was played um, in the Vodafone Stadium it's um it's, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly. No, it's a Bestecast is the oh, yeah, Turkish yeah, side. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was it was played in their ground. Um and no, it was free entry, but it, it was it was just amazing to see. We went in first and there was a rumour that look, they expect ten or fifteen thousand to be here and we were absolutely blown away by that, like ten yeah. or fifteen thousand coming to watch an amputee football match. Mm. But um the game began and the, the crowd kept floating in and by the end there was um by around kickoff or maybe just after there was they estimate forty thousand fans. Wow. And it was it was like an atmosphere like I've never seen before and I've attended many sporting events. But yeah. I think it was just it's not it wasn't a massive stadium, but it was obviously it had capacity enough for forty thousand, but it was just the maybe the structure gave rise to a, a very impressive atmosphere and mm. um it was just immense and you know, the Turkish fans were so passionate, so vocal. They were playing England as well, though, weren't they? They were playing England, yeah. <laughs> you you was, know, like those Galatasaray matches in, yeah. in the past where there was welcome to hell signs and all, yeah. all of that stuff going on, fireworks but and it, whatnot. It, it was, it was like that. And even like, you know, we thought, look, amputee football, they'll cut the English lads a bit of slack here. But like even during the... Even during the anthems, there was whistling, and there was there was definitely a hostile atmosphere. Now that I think the English lads won them over eventually. Uh, by the end, now they, they were, the result went the right way for for Turkey, and they won two one. Okay. But um, we were talking to some of the English lads after actually, and they were saying that um, obviously they've never played in any kind of an atmosphere like that before. But just little things you wouldn't think of. Um, they just said that they couldn't hear. They just could not hear each other on the pitch. You know, like as yeah. in it just gives a little bit of an insight into what maybe some Premiership players go through. Sure. There was one particular chance where in the first half where um, there was kind of a, a bit of a move and basically if an English guy, one of the English lads, if he kind of stepped over it and left the ball to the guy coming in behind him, I'd say it would have been a definite goal. But he just didn't hear the shout. Do you know, just little things like that. Yeah. But they said that... Um, they said it was just incredible. It was an incredible atmosphere. And it just, like, I suppose that's testament to the organisation of it too and the European Amputee Football Federation and the way that they've just brought it to a whole new level as regards professionalism. But equally, the the Turkish had the backing of their football association and they were able to make this happen. Like, I don't if Turkey hadn't got to the final, it, probably, it wouldn't have been played in that stadium. Right. Um, but it was just that they got to the final and there was so much kind of momentum following the televised um, mm. games and so on that there was a thirst there for the, for that kind of an audience or for that kind of a venue. Um, but they made it all happen very fast. It was within a day or two they actually organised this whole event in this massive stadium. So oh. it was just like it's something I it's something none of us would ever forget anyway. And you know we were kind of just just jealous that we weren't out there playing ourselves. But hopefully hopefully yeah. one day we'll get to play in a venue like that. It certainly gives you an incentive to hang around for a little bit longer um yeah interested in how long has it been a professional sport in turkey in that like what was their journey to get to that level of maturity how many years has it been in the making do you, I, do you know i'm actually not sure but i i know that they've been playing like like we'll say the english guys for example they've been playing for 20 odd years i'd right. say it's been up running in the country or maybe longer okay. and um a lot of the 
a lot of their players um, seem to be ex-military. Um, nice. So I don't know whether due to the dem- demographic there and their circumstances, maybe there there are quite a few amputees. Okay. But it's um, I, I don't know is the honest answer, but it's mm. very well established over there. Yeah. And um, they have, you know, and they have... The, we we noticed as well at the games like there were an awful lot of other amputees coming along to watch the Turkish games and I, I, they looked I I'd imagine they were guys that play in the Turkish league um, and they've they've people from other countries as well there was a lot of African guys over there that play mm. and I think there's some guys from Russia that play in their league um, so there's they bring in players from all over right. um, to play um, so it's it's great I suppose to get be get to be getting paid for it but sure. they're very well treated like the the Turkish players themselves where you could just see that they're held in such high regard over there um, mm. and it's it's so well supported it was very impressive do you know yeah I, I think what I'm taking from that I suppose is for, for your own organisation and how it's developing and how long you know realistically how long it'll take you guys to get to mm-hmm. a, a much higher standard I suppose putting the mm-hmm. plans in place you have the foundations in yeah uh, you know you know, it's a long road, but but certainly it is, it's yeah. achievable, and you can you can you know see other countries doing it. It should give uh, lots of uh, optimism, I would say, for the future. Yeah, definitely. And like we can take like, I suppose if we're six now in Europe, and there isn't like there's a kind of we'll say there's still a bit of a gap between we'll say the top three this year were Turkey, England, um, Poland, um, and like there's still a little bit of a gap to those teams, but like it's definitely achievable but it would mm. require it would require probably you know a constant stream of new players and just having the right systems in place and being able to development sorry being able to develop the sport appropriately but um it's definitely achievable like we've we've probably come we've come further than we need to go if you know what i mean like mm. in in the past few years we've developed further than we actually than the the gap we've the bridge now i think you know so hopefully yeah. we can do that over the coming years Definitely, and I think getting in at the kind of grassroots level, uh, that term of maybe even in into schools and mm-hmm. you know, getting kids playing at a young age is that uh, a target or a focus or something that you've been making progress on? Yeah, well, we like we're very fortunate that we do like we do have a junior academy, which is okay. which is great, and that's growing all the time. So I think we have about there's probably up to 20 children on that um that are coming and going that attend sessions um in dublin and they range in age from five up to maybe 15 or 16 16 i suppose is when they kind of come into the senior setup if they're ready um and we have a guy neil hoey who attended the european championships with us this year and he would have come through that program neil is 18 now and he would have started a number of years ago with the junior academy and he came right up through the, the the ranks and systems with them, which is great because they come into us then and they have all the fundamental skills, you know, whereas like a guy who's starting off with us now, maybe in, even in his 20s, um, you're trying to teach him the basics of even just moving on the crutches, passing the ball, um, just balance wise and everything else. Whereas mm-hmm. these kids are coming into us and they have all that. So you can actually then you're straight away, you're moving on to, um, you know, more complicated um, focuses like, you know, um, even just playing patterns or passing or mm. or tactical stuff, which is fantastic. So yeah, we're we're delighted that we have the junior academy. We're constantly looking for new players for that. Obviously, like I think I might have said to you before that, you know, when I was younger and when I had lost my leg first, um, 
uh, I just faced a bit of a brick wall in terms of what I could and couldn't do sporting wise and there just wasn't yeah. that much out there for me yeah. so I mean if 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 I had something like that at such a young age it would have made a huge difference you know it would have made a huge difference to me yeah. um to be involved in something like that and that's the opportunities now that these younger children have so it's it's fantastic for them and you know their parents would would kind of be reporting and saying to us that it does an awful lot for their self-esteem and for their body image and everything else that they can just mm. they feel a little bit more um i suppose you know they 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 feel that when true sport i suppose it just gives them that opportunity to to express themselves again and to be positive about themselves and to you know as i say develop their self-esteem and confidence again which is great yeah no definitely and as you said even if when we put this out uh if mm-hmm. anyone that listens to us gets a sense yeah. wow that could be something i could be involved in going through the trials and tribulations of a, a you know an international tournament and they got interested that'd be a brilliant uh, result i'd be delighted absolutely like that, yeah. and like you know we as i said to you previously we have a facebook page um irish amputee football association we have a website as well um on this by the same name and mm-hmm. you know we're very lucky to have the support of the fai in the football for all program so if anybody was listening that had um, a child of that age that was looking to get involved or indeed any adults, uh, male or female, you know, they can contact us through those avenues and uh, just touch base and we'd be delighted to have them on board. Yeah, brilliant. I'll definitely include that all again in the, uh, the yeah. notes when we put it out. What is the, the next? I know you said, you know, reassessing and seeing what's going to happen next. It sounds like uh, that little bit of reflection and time to relax uh, has has worked it seems like you're yeah reading between the lines here you're not you're not throwing the towel in yet but um no not yet what's I'd the say. next tournament the body, is, body is, going. is the world cup next on the agenda <clears throat> there is actually there is a world cup um as far as we're aware there's a world cup i believe probably in mexico um next year uh around october november time again okay um so look that's yet to be uh finalized but i think all i think that, you know that it is looking very likely so i think when we do um reconvene and when we do get together again and, and begin training i'd imagine when that's nailed down that'll be our focus i think there's talks of a tournament maybe uh, just in a, a kind of a a more informal invitational one in Italy in February as well perhaps mm-hmm. um, there was talks of it certainly from the Italian guys when we were over at the Euros um, so I think they were thinking of inviting ourselves in England and maybe another team um, so that look little things like that will be the stepping stone but I think I think if the management stay in place and we're hopeful that they will the World Cup will definitely be the, the ultimate goal again and um, you know judging on our performances um at the Euros, particularly the first couple, um, if we can build on what we've been working with management and probably develop it on another little bit, and we'll obviously have more time with them, you know, I think we can definitely go out there and you know do ourselves justice. Um, and definitely, like we've proven now that on our day we can hold our own with the best in the world. So like that should be something to be really looking forward to, and it should be a great focus for us. Yeah, no, absolutely, something to to plan yeah. for next year. Um, exactly. David, it's been great getting the whole journey from you and and some of your teammates and and management. I f- feel like I was there in some ways, even though <laughs> I was not getting the, the the lovely Turkish sunshine. I was sitting yeah. in my little studio here, so. Um, but uh, it was it was great to stay connected during it. I'm delighted yes. to be part of of it in some strange sort of way, and uh, yeah, you know, I'm excited about 
hopefully putting this together and sharing mm-hmm. it with, with your, your you guys and your team and hopefully they can share it and yeah. uh, as i said some um, absolutely some good hopefully comes out of it well we hope so and look equally we'd like to take this opportunity to thank you as well rob because um you know we find the people that um that invest in us usually have some real strong link to the team whether it be a family member or a friend or relation or whatever mm-hmm. but um you know all the guys will be aware of the work that you're putting into this and putting it together and just your interest in the way that you followed it um and we really really appreciate the fact that you're helping us to raise awareness of what we do and to bring the great sport of amputee football to a wider audience so we we can't thank you enough for that you know we really appreciate it yeah no no i'm delighted to do it uh, you know soccer or football has always been uh very important to me and being able to connect with a, a national team uh mm-hmm. has been you know a really enjoyable opportunity and something i didn't expect that would happen until we maybe met a number six months ago and then yes. stayed in touch yeah. so yeah you never know where yeah. these things come out of and there's always some some benefits that you don't expect so it's been great absolutely um, thanks very much Rob yeah no thanks so much Dave and uh, so we'll be keeping in touch and we can look forward to, to Mexico in uh, 2018 <laughs> absolutely we I might get on the plane this time and go, go <laughs> yeah, with you yeah uh, say we we might give the something alright <laughs> very good thanks Rob alright Dave cheers thank you it's great to have you back on I know we connected when I was actually listening back to all the, the footage there, I think it was uh, mid-late September, I think, when we met up uh, in, in the Limerick, uh, the training camp. And uh, it was interesting listening back to um, to everybody's, I suppose, expectations before the tournament. How did the tournament unravel for, for you, from you know, from the manager, uh, I know you're co-manager, but how did it unravel from your perspective? Yeah, thanks for, um, thanks for having us back on to speak about it. Um, it was a strange mix. We started really, really well. Delighted. Couldn't have been happier. And I think we were a bit of a surprise package for a few teams. We um, we lost narrowly to Russia. And um, the game against England was very, very tight. Um, and then I think fatigue maybe got the better of us a small bit. We um, We got through the Greece game nice and comfortably. But when we tried to to press in the same way we had in earlier games towards the end of the tournament, um, the energy levels had just dipped a small bit. So we kind of finished a little disappointingly, if we're honest. And I think we'd all we'd all say that. But um, started really well, and I think if we could maybe improve fitness levels a small bit, and we can continue to press in the same way throughout the tournament. Um, there's definitely a lot of potential there in the squad. Excellent. Yeah, as as I was talking to the guys during it. Certainly got a a really strong sense from from David after the the Russia and England game. Even though you went down in both of them, he was like taking confidence from yeah. those defeats, which set it up nicely for the for the last group game with Greece. W- were you surprised yourself with the level of performance the guys put in in, in uh, those couple of games? Given that Russia were world champions and England eventually went on to the, get to the final, so yeah, I, yeah, I was um, really really pleased myself and Declan Constantine coaches with me. We were both delighted with the way the lads performed um, we we were quite new to it we only really came in midway through 2017 um, a little friendly weekend tournament really away with the lads to see them play a small bit but we didn't know what to expect against um, the likes of Russia so they were very physical um, very well drilled very well organised 
so we had to defend a lot, but we created chances too. Um, so really pleased. And um, like I say, I think I think it's a matter of getting the conditioning right, and we'll be able to to push on again. So I was uh, listening back to some of the the clips, um, and I think David had had sent me on the link to the the final, uh, which was Turkey and England, and I watched a bit of it on on YouTube. Yeah. Something like forty thousand people in the stadium. Kind of an electric atmos- atmosphere. Surely that gave the the guys a serious further enthusiasm for for the future. So so what what does the the next stage of of the team development and and your involvement look like, Nick? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. the The final was an unbelievable experience. I've been involved in different formats of disability football for for ten years now. I've never, never seen anything approaching mm. the, the 40,000 in Besiktas Stadium. It was incredible. And all the lads were just blown away by it. And that's all we could talk about, I think, for the, the few days afterwards before we travelled home. But, you know, that's where we need to get to because we were so close to England just to go. Mm. And they they were in front of 40,000 people playing in a in a fantastic event like that. So, yeah, there's a... Um, the game's on a bit of a break in Ireland at the moment. Lads are, are recovering, Christmas and families. Then in the new year, the, the Irish Championship Football Association have started a league. So Chris McGilligat, who, um, who will be one of the founders of the association, along with Simon Baker, mm-hmm. he has been instrumental in um, getting clubs on board. So Cork City, Bohemians and Shamrock Rovers are all on board and the lads around the country are going to spread themselves between those three teams initially, hopefully growing to four or five during the course of 2018. Um, so now the guys, instead of training away on their own and then coming together once a month, they'll be training weekly, um, hopefully closer to home. So there's there's eight lads based in Cork training away every week. And then I think roughly every month they're going to come together to play um, a little three, four-team mini tournament so they're getting regular training and they're getting regular games which for me and Declan as coaches it simply means we can go and watch some of them games and we can get a real feel for um, how the levels are changing in terms of performance and which players are are stepping up and getting fitter stronger technically better so onwards and upwards I think is the the thing to say for the moment yeah very good that that certainly will um, will help keep keep the guys competitive yeah. I know from talking to David and I think yeah he was at Cork City training kicked off maybe just last week or so and uh, I know John Caulfield is is kind of was attending or was in, was involved and just getting the names behind it upon reflection from the the tournament now that it had settled down was there anything that you think you could have done differently that would have made any um changes I'm sure reflection is a common practice after a tournament like that I think, you know, personally from a, a coach's perspective is as the as the tournament progressed and we realised, myself and Declan, that energy levels had dropped, we, we changed formation and we pushed an extra man forward and we perhaps played a little bit more direct. Um, it ultimately didn't really succeed. Um, the teams at that level are able to cope with, with that sort of style of play. Um, so I, I, I think for us, when we spoke about tournament afterwards, is maybe if we'd stuck with the the original formation that we trained and prepared for, maybe that would have served us better. Maybe not pressing in the same way, dropping back, defending a little deeper and trying to counter might have been the way for us. And that might ultimately be the way for the team going forward, I think. 
we have to bear in mind that even with the growth of the league, we're playing against teams who um, are playing very regularly at high standard. The yeah. Dave probably told you there, the, the league in Turkey is a professional league, yeah. um, shown on TV on Friday nights. So we have to, to bear that in mind that perhaps our fitness levels are never going to be at that crazy, crazy level of some of those guys. So we have to play in a way that's going to suit us and suit our um, our strength. Good to reflect and good good to take some some learnings yeah. from it. Twenty eighteen, the next one is probably the the World Cup. Yeah, it's the World Cup in Mexico planned for October. I don't think there's any um, firm dates in place yet. Um, so yeah, rough plan for us at the moment is for the lads to play away in their clubs and really become established for the clubs to get regular training and then myself and Declan to um, to bring the lads in during the summer and then put together a, a three, four month preparation programme towards the World Cup in October. But nothing is um, is nailed down yet in terms of the organisers providing dates and venues, etc. So we're a little bit limbo for the moment, but I think it's, we all think that it's so important the league gets up and running because that's the that's the bread and butter for the lads. That's their, their weekly football and that's what's going to bring them on as players. Definitely sounds like it will have a, a big impact. And I guess, what is it, about six years since the Irish Amputee football team, I suppose, kicked yeah, off? That's, um, that's, that's, that's all it is, yeah. It's six years, and you know, in comparison to some of the other countries, they're probably playing it a lot longer. So they've made a lot of progress in, in that period of time to you know finish sixth in the Euros, I suppose. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, and there's interest, there's, I think Chris McGilligan was saying that there's, there's perhaps 30 players at this stage hmm. who've shown an interest and are going to come training, which is a, a fantastic start. That's just from guys who had um, previously maybe attended one session, but they were traveling too far and it was a, losing a whole weekend, etc. the way sessions were, were organized before. Hopefully now, the regional level, those lads will all come on board. More and more people, Dave and Kevin were on the Today Show recently. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of players came out of that. So all these little bits of media, this this you're doing for us as well. If you can pick up another two or three players in each region, then suddenly the game is growing. Uh, you know yourself, if, if the grassroots get stronger, if we have um, strong grassroots and players are playing at a, a level that's getting higher and higher week in, week out, then the very elite level of the game, the best 10, 12 players in the country will will move on a step again. So we're really hopeful that the league is going to be the thing that will push us on to the next level internationally. Great to hear you talking about the future as well. I know, as you said, it was uh, the first five or six months before in, in the in the role bringing to the tournament now that you're looking forward and, and you're around for, for the foreseeable future anyway. Yes, we'd hope to, yeah. Myself and Declan really enjoyed it. The lads were, were great. I think they they bought into what we were trying to do. We couldn't have asked for more in terms of their commitment. You know, it was tough, tough work out there. We were we were working late, watching videos. We were having team meetings early in the morning. There were recuperation sessions, training sessions. There was a lot happening, and the lads were absolutely spot on. Couldn't um, couldn't have asked more from the players. So yeah, um, we're looking forward to it. It's, uh, it's a well-deserved break for everyone now. I think there was such a huge build-up to that tournament that people did need a couple of months just to, <laughs> to get the head straight again and the bodies to recover. Mm. Now get the league up and running, um, getting for training with the international guys in the summer, and we'll we'll build again. 
What about coaxing uh, Simon Baker out of retirement? Is that on the cards? Uh, I know he, he, he said he was uh, signing off before the tournament and Dave uh, suggested he, he maybe talked back into it. I don't know, have, have you had thoughts about that? Yeah, sure. We'll see. He's heavily involved now with the the European development of the game, mm. the European Amputee Football Federation. He's, um, he's doing a lot of development work on that. We'd love to have as many players as possible to choose from and Simon has been a, a stalwart to the game for for six years but um, he says he's, his body's letting him down a small bit right. he's 50 now okay. um, and he, he's other things to do but he's I, hopefully he'll, he'll play in the league which mm. will be fantastic um, he still gets the involvement he still loves his football yeah. and then if he has time then absolutely we'd love to see him back brilliant Look, Nick, thanks so much for coming on to chat, uh, reflect a little bit about the tournament and, and you know, look look into the future. Uh, it was great to, I guess, wrap up the two-parter that I've put together with uh, your closing remarks. Uh, it was great to meet you and um, it was great to meet the lads and, uh, you know, delighted to have, hopefully, as you said, some way shared this out and if we got one or two uh, other players interested as a result, that would be massively uh, successful great that's good thanks for the thanks for the help and the coverage um it's a great game it really is a fantastic format of the game we you know we absolutely love coaching it the players love playing it so the more guys we can get on board given the opportunity to to play the beautiful game then the better so thanks thanks to you as well okay great stuff cheers you're welcome all right thanks rob Take all care, right Nate. cheers now Talk good soon. Bye-bye. bye-bye so that's it that's the end of the documentary i really hope you enjoyed the story of the euros for the irish amputee football team i would like to just wrap up by just saying a few little bits it was certainly my pleasure as i said during it it was great to be involved even from an affair with an irish national team and hear how they made their way through the tournament um, and learned a lot from it and got to know some of the guys which was which was great in just five or six years the team have come a long way from being founded by Simon to taking part in Euros becoming the sixth best team in the European tournament which was great and now they're setting up teams working backwards as uh, as David said setting up teams in Cork and in Dublin and hopefully in other areas where The players can play more frequently, certainly grow the sport and become stronger and better for it. That's exciting. And I know, you know, from talking to the guys that it's something they're really passionate about continuing to drive. I would say check out on YouTube the final, the clips from the final between Turkey and England. It's amazing the the, the skill level, the, the tactical level that's in the game. The goals, you'll see that the crowd and the, the stadium's excitement firsthand. It, it was really cool to watch. Hopefully it'll inspire others to get involved. That's really it. I'm going to leave it there. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, please, if you like the show, uh, leave me a rating on iTunes, subscribe to it, check back at some of the previous 1% Better episodes. I'm coming to the end of season one now. I have one more episode to go, which I'll do in the new year, then take a little bit of a break and record a bunch of new shows for later in 2018. Thanks so much and have a great end of year and a great 2018. Thanks. Good luck. Bye bye.